This message is a product of Vortex Church in Albemarle, North Carolina. We thank you for engaging this conversation. Messages like this one are great resources to help us grow, but they cannot replace being a part of a local church. If you're not actively a part of a church, we encourage you to find one near you that fits you, visit it, and get involved. And we hope this message gives life to you today. Enjoy. All right, so as our lead pastor, Pastor Kevin said, my name is KT, it's what everyone's been calling me, and I'm a staff member here at Vortex. Um, Before I get started, I just want to thank our lead pastor, Kevin, so much. Um, I don't know if you are aware, but we have an amazing leader as our pastor who does so much for our people here at Vortex. And um, I've, like he said, I've been here only four months, and I moved straight out of Bible college. I went to a school called South Carolina School of Leadership in Columbia, South Carolina. And it was a, it, it was a rough transition. I was, you know, single, uh, fresh out of school, was only working at Papa John's. So I didn't have anything, no furniture, but his family and him, I never needed anything when I moved up here. My family is grateful. I'm very grateful for a, a lead pastor who is um, so caring and loving and, and also a congregation of, of people who also were very um, you know, caring to me as I transitioned here to Albemarle. Um, and I am so thankful for this opportunity that I get to share my heart with you this morning. Um, as Pastor Kevin said, we are on a series that we are calling Renew. And today we're, we're focusing on the, the word remain. Uh, remain is the title of this sermon. And um, just to kind of get started before we kind of dive in, I want to ask everyone here a question. And if you look in your worship guides, there's a, a checklist of things that um, we've provided with you uh, that are the, I want you to check off if this a question applies to your life right now. Um, and I'm going to kind of explain what I mean by these words, so don't just go checking away right now, but let me um, kind of tell you what I mean. The first one there, are you currently struggling with being unloving? Um, and what I mean by that in this context is, uh, lately have you been a little selfish um, in your daily lives, maybe more than normal, maybe uh, um, unwilling to make sacrifices for your family? Um, the next one is, uh, lately have you been depressed? Um, maybe you've been sad more than normal lately, pessimistic about your situations. Um, it's, it's been hard for you to kind of get in a groove you feel like lately. Um, maybe lately you've been worried. Maybe you're anxious about a lot of things, tossing and turning, sleepless nights. Um, try, you can't think, you got all this stuff running at you at a thousand miles an hour and you can't slow it down. Maybe um, right now you're, you're feeling like you've been a little rude and, and short with people lately. Maybe you've cut people off in traffic. Or maybe just cut people off in conversations, talking down to them. Um, maybe lately you've been a little sinful. Um, maybe there's like a reoccurring sin pattern that you're noticing, like you're lying more, you're hiding something um, that you know is, is harmful. Maybe lately you've been harsh. Maybe you've cut people down in your, in your language that you use, and, and in conversation you've been very condescending to others. Maybe lately uh, you've been unfaithful. Um, and we usually... Uh, go right to marriage and, and, and relationships so that you've been unfaithful in, in your actions or your thoughts, but maybe unfaithful to your relationship with the Lord and, and like your connection with God. Maybe you've held out on it. Or uh, the last one there, maybe lately you've been dealing with uh, being a little self-indulgent. My family came all the way from uh, Charleston area, South Carolina, Monk's Corner, if you're familiar with the area, Berkeley County. Um, and yesterday we went to uh, uh, Whispering Pines last night, which is 
I was a little self-indulgent. I've been trying to lose weight lately, and I ate my weight in barbecue. Um, it was amazing, though, I got to say. Um, anyway, so the reason I asked you that question is because this morning I want to talk on the fact that God offers the complete opposite of all of those things on that checklist. Raise your hand if you check something off on that list. There's a lot of hands in here. I, how about nine of those things on that list? <laughs> if you are like me and dealing with a lot of stuff. Um, well, in the book of Galatians, Paul um, is writing uh, a letter to the church in Galatia, and, he's, and he, he lets these people know that God offers us what he calls spiritual fruit, that if we remain connected to him, that will be available to us. He lists them off in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. It's there in your notes. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So if you look, the antonym to the word that you may have checked off is available to you through remaining connected to Christ. He's given it all to you on a silver platter. Maybe you checked off that you're worried lately. You've been anxious. God offers you peace. So today we're going to talk about how you remain connected. One thing about the fruits of the Spirit is when we talk about fruit, fruit, you can't fake real fruit, right? Fruit goes naturally when it's connected to the life source. I don't know how many of y'all have been to our church offices um, here in Albemarle, but when I first started working there, like the first week I was there, I noticed that there was a vase of fake fruit in the, in the office there when you first walk in on the left. And I was like, what is, what is this doing here? And um, I asked Kevin, and Kevin's like, oh, it was a sermon illustration I used a while back. But if you look inside this vase of fake fruit, there's an apple on top with teeth marks in it. And I, what in the world happened? And apparently, Clay, our lead pastor, uh, our lead pastor Kevin Simmons' son, uh, when he wasn't, you know, he got away from everybody and walked over there, thought he was going to get him a piece of fruit. But obviously, abiding in fake fruit, there's nothing of substance there for you. So, um, so today we're going to talk about, you know, connecting to the life source. And, and as believers, we believe that our life source is Christ. So, um, I want to go to the book of John. This is also there in your notes. If you have your Bibles, we're going to go to John chapter 15. Um, and we're going to go to a conversation uh, that John, who was a very close friend with Jesus, he was one of the 12 disciples, was documenting that Jesus was having with him and all the other disciples there. Um, so we're going to start in verse 4. And I want you to pay attention to how many time, times the word remain is repeated throughout Scripture. Remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me, and I in him, he will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. Lord, I just come to you today, and I just thank you so much for the opportunity that I have to share my, my heart in front of my friends and my family. God, I ask that you come today, and you just speak through me, and that um, you are, your words be what come out of my mouth and nothing else, nothing more, nothing less. But God, you, your kingdom come, and your will be done. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Um, the first thing I want to do as we talk about the word remain is I want to talk a little bit about its definition. Um, the word remain, uh, a couple of different definitions. It means simply to abide or to stay. Uh, another word that, or another definition that I found was that it's to continue to possess a particular quality 
or fulfill a particular role. And I love that last part, to fulfill a particular role. Because what God is essentially saying to us in that scripture, Jesus is saying to us is, if you remain in me, or if you continue to fulfill a particular role, uh, the purposes and, and plans that I have for your life, and invest your life into these things, I've already held up my end of the deal. Like, I, I'm already, I'm, you're going to already, you're going to bear fruit from that. Because I'm already all in. I'm completely devoted to you, is what he's saying to us. Um, I like to use the analogy of marriage, even though I'm not married yet. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what it looks like inside of a marriage, but I do know relationships. And I'm pretty, pretty positive that if only one half of a relationship is invested or devoted into the relationship, there's not going to be any benefit for both parties. I mean, maybe the person who's not invested could benefit selfishly from the person who is. But in the end, there's never any life there. Am I right? If, if, I'm in, if I'm in a marriage where I'm not invested into my wife by giving her time, love, making sacrifices, energy, then if I'm not invested in that, but she is, she's not going to gain any life from it, and that marriage is going to fail. Um, the reason I'm bringing that up is if we just fulfill our role in remaining connected to Christ— He's already invested in our relationship. He's already made those investments. And today I want to talk to you about what there is to benefit from if you remain connected to Christ, if you invest in your relationship with him in a day-to-day basis. And there's two things, and they they should be in your notes. Um, The first thing there is, we already talked about it, you will bear the fruits of the Spirit. So we raised hands, and everyone just about in the room raised hands that they checked something off on this list. So if you're aware that it's a problem that you're dealing with, and also now aware that God has provided the uh, antithesis of what you're dealing with, um, why are we holding out? Scripture says in that same uh, chapter that we read from, I am the vine and you are the branches. If If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, he can do nothing. Jesus is essentially saying, if you remain in me, you're going to bear the fruit. But apart from me, there's no life to be found. The second thing there in your notes is the Lord will bless you. This is a promise, promise made in Scripture. Uh, in the same chapter, it's uh, John 15, verse 7. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. Now, many people contextually take this and misinterpret it and will say, well, if I ask for an orange Lamborghini, I can have an orange Lamborghini. Sweet. Um, no, we're talking about I'll give you an analogy. So when I was growing up, after church on Sundays, we would go to my Nana's house. She's here today. And um, I'm so thankful for that again. But on Sundays after church, we would all run over to her house and we'd have dinner. And and Nana would have a spread on the table uh, or on the counter set out with everything you could want. It was enough to feed three armies. There was always leftovers. Um, But it was so much that you had like everything that you needed. I use that analogy because that's how God's laid the table for us with the fruits of the Spirit and the, and the blessings that he holds for us. You say that you're dealing with being unloving lately. One of the things God has on the table for you to take part of is love. It's the very first thing he said in, in the uh, fruits of the Spirit. As the first one listed was love is available to you. All you have to do is remain connected to the life source, and it's there and I'm going to bless you with it. And one thing that I know is as we remain connected to Christ, the things we desire in our lives will align with the things that he desires for us. So we probably, 
will always kind of selfishly want a Lamborghini, but I, I know in my heart that if I'm connected to Christ, I care much more about the love that's in my heart than I care about the possessions that I can have. Um, when I moved up here, um, I moved from a situation that was perfect, right? I, I went to a school where I'm surrounded by so many young believers who are passionately going after God, and we had a worship uh, experience like you couldn't imagine. And I had mentors who were directly pouring into my life daily and, and, and imparting wisdom and knowledge to me that was, it was rich and, and so full of just gold that I, I'm taking with me. But I found my strength and my joy and my confidence wrapped up in, in trying to lean in on my environment around me. I found my confidence in, in the mentors that I had. And I, I, I wasn't identifying uh, myself the way I should. I was focusing more on my circumstances than my relationship. Um, so this is something that has been a learning process for me since moving here, since moving outside of that environment, that I am trying to find ways to remain connected to Christ. And, and today, I want to go through five things um, that I feel like in this season that the Lord has just been speaking to me on ways that I can remain connected to him in my relationship with him. And they're in your notes, and they're filling the blanks. And um, the first one there, uh, if you're taking down the notes, is remain in God's word. Remain in God's word. If, if you're here and, and you have a Bible, then I want to tell you that Scripture is in a very practical way to remain connected to Jesus. We had a speaker a few weeks back come to our first Wednesday service, and he was talking on hearing God's voice, and, and that sometimes the reason why we can't hear God's voice is because we're not listening to his language, or not learning his language, because God speaks Bible. Like, this is his inerrant word right here in front of you. Uh, an analogy that was given to me um, in a conversation this past week with uh, Pastor Kevin was, imagine if you were in a marriage and your spouse came up to you and gave you a letter that was sealed in an envelope and said, I want you to take this letter, and if I, for some reason, die before you do, I want you to read this after I go. And imagine being in that situation where that happens, and you have that letter, and you're mourning the loss of your spouse, and you, you leave the letter sitting on the table and, and not even willing to look at it. The, the love letter that your, your wife or your husband left for you, their last breath of, of life that they want to give you, and that's essentially what Jesus did with this. He left you a love letter. I encourage you that if you really want to start remaining connected to Christ, you have to remain to the things he's trying to tell you. Connected to the things that he's trying to speak to you through his word. The second thing there in your notes is remain consistent in prayer. Consistent in prayer. Now, I use the word consistent, but I want to um, try and articulate what I mean by that by using an illustration out of the book of Mark. Um, we know the story um, commonly known as the widow's offering. And the story is, uh, is Jesus is sitting with his disciples in a temple. And um, there's several wealthy men who approach the offering plate and, and dump a whole bunch of cash in. Um, and they just turn around and walk away and, and it's whatever. And then there's this poor widow um, who approaches the offering plate. And she has the equivalent of like one penny. It's like two bronze coins, I think scripture says. And um, she drops her money in, and it says that it was all she had. 
That's all she had was two cents, one cent. And she turned around and walked away. And Jesus, we don't even know this woman's name, but Jesus said to his disciples, truly I tell you guys, that woman right there gave more than all of those wealthy men combined because why? They gave out of her wealth, with their wealth, she gave out of her poverty and she gave all she had and trusted with it. And her poverty may have been wealth, but sometimes our poverty is time. Sometimes it's hard for us to find the time to remain connected to Christ. I want, you, I want to let you know this morning, God is aware of your life and he doesn't fall off the throne when you can't get but five minutes in today with him. He's aware of your life. He wants to be actively a part of it. He's not going to uh, stop being the king of the, of the universe because we can't give him three hours a day. I don't think God expects that. I think God expects the best that we have because he deserves it. If we believe that he did what he did for us, then he deserves it. The third thing there in your notes is remain in Christian fellowship. Remain in Christian fellowship. Um, we'd like to talk about life-giving relationships here at Vortex and um, getting connected with people who bring, your li- bring you life. And I love being with people who are just like a breath of fresh air. It's like every time you're with them, it's like you just leave feeling better. It was a good time. And, and you always leave with copious amounts of joy. And it's so fun to be around this person. Um, but some of us might be in a point in our life right now where we, we don't feel like we have a relationship like that or we, we don't feel like we're... Um, gaining anything from our friendships or, you know, that might be the issue. But the question I have to ask is, if you're not in a relationship like that, have you been that person for someone else? You know, we're in a society that really focuses inward and not so much upward and outward. Our relationships with Jesus happen upward and an outflow of that is flowing through outward. When we connect with Jesus, our relationships that uh, form out of that are going to be ones of life because we're going to be willing to serve, willing to love and help people. Uh, there was a saying when I went to school that we quoted it all the time. It was that my, the true life that I find is when I f- find my life when I give it away, when I give my life away to others, when I care more about the people around me and, and stop being so inward focused. So maybe you don't get because you don't give in relationships. The next thing in your notes um, is remain amazed by God's creation. And I love the beauty of this. Um, to give you an illustration, yesterday, uh, me and my family uh, were, were kind of going around Stanley County and just spending time with one another. We went up to Morrow Mountain, and that's like my favorite place around here. I, probably because I'm short, and it's the tallest place, so it makes me feel like I'm a little bit higher than everyone else for a little bit. Um, but no, it's actually quite beautiful. And it's a I mean, I've watched sunsets out there. I've hiked up there. I've spent so much time up there just because that's the place that when I was interviewing for this job, it was one of the first places that somebody took me to. And that's where I felt the calling and the tug on my heart to come here to Stanley County and to Albemarle. Was on, and so it's a sacred place for me. And every time I go up there, I can't help but look out and say, man, this is just beautiful. Like, I just love being amazed by God's glory. When I stand on the top of that mountain, it's not tall. It's not big. Been on taller mountains, but the fact that I can see out and see all of the this the countryside with the rolling hills and the rivers and lakes, I just it just it's beautiful to me. And even if you're here this morning and and you maybe haven't completely figured out this creation thing or you you don't technically necessarily believe in it, if you just imagine for a minute that everything around you was created by by God, 
when you stand in a place like that and look out and realize that something, if something created this, this something is great and worthy of my praise and worthy of me to be actively pursuing in a relationship. So I believe that's one way we can connect to our life source, is be aware of what's around us. And lastly there in your notes, remain faithful in service. Remain faithful in service. Um, I use the word faithful because I feel like uh, when we are consistently and actively trying to serve the people around us with humility, honor, and respect, that the Lord blesses that. You know, we talked about how the Lord blesses us. I, in a culture, like we said a minute ago, that it, it's, it's so much, it's focused on us, and we're in this get versus give culture. Um, I feel like we need to be more focused, especially as believers, outwardly, on the people around us and, and be aware of the needs of the, the people that we love, especially in the relationships that God has given us. It's like we talked on having uh, Christian fellowship. I feel like sometimes God tells us, like, why don't you steward the relationships I've already given you better rather than throwing them away and not investing your time in them? And I feel like when we serve others around us, God blesses that. There's an outflow of, of a willingness to serve him and his people. Like, Jesus was the ultimate servant. He walked here on earth for the sole reason that you wouldn't have to die and pay the penalty that he did. I think it's just so important that we give um, God the ability to work through us so that he can work on us. And I want to be focused very much so on the guy inside of me and, and the Lord that lives within me and less focused on trying to gain my substance from everything around me and my joy and confidence and my strength from everything around me. To conclude the message today, I want to talk a little bit on a warning that Jesus gave us in the same chapter. So verse 6 in John 15. Um, Jesus said, If anyone does not remain in me, He's like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. And I don't know how many of you guys go camping, but it's not often that you try and cut a green limb off of a tree and throw it into a fire. It's usually the dead ones that's seasoned and laying dead on the ground that you pick up and snap and throw. And Jesus is using that analogy for us to, to tell us that there's no life in being separated from the vine. There's no substance, no joy. The confidence that we need so desperately. I'll tell you a quick story as I conclude today. In this season, it's been difficult, like I said earlier. And um, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine. And um, I was just complaining frustrated with the with my relationship with the Lord. I wasn't feeling things that I wanted to feel like I was feeling at one time. I wasn't I was looking for more of an experience than I than I was getting and less focused on my relationship with Jesus. This person confronted me very lovingly, but I, it was a much needed thing I needed to hear and what I gathered from the confrontation was that either I'm not remaining connected to Christ or I'm singing worship songs and quoting scripture that I don't believe in 
Because we sing songs like he's a good, good father. And we quote scripture like if our God is forced, then who can stand against us? But if we're not actively pursuing a relationship with him and allowing him to do the work in our hearts that he needs to do and partaking of the fruit that he has to offer, then do we even believe these words? Are they just empty? You know, another thing though, that I found out in this season, God's faithfulness is not determined by mine. As a natural characteristic of him, like a characteristic of everyone in this room is that you have skin and that you have a brain. I might not use mine all the time, but I have one. Characteristic of God that's listed in his word is that he is faithful. So the same way that you cycle oxygen through your lungs is the same way he breathes out faithfulness for us. And he's gracious and merciful and loving. So even when I fall and that I am unfaithful to him and I'm not remaining connected to the vine, he never left my side. He never left my side. He was always there for me. So I'm going to continue to choose to remain connected to the one who is worthy of a, like he's worthy of the relationship that I should be giving him. Thanks for listening. This podcast has been a production of Vortex Church in Albemarle, North Carolina. For more information on our church, we encourage you to visit us online at vortexchurch.com.